Chapter 1 Spare Change Excuse me, lady, do you have any spare change? This was the first thing he said to me on 56th Street in New York City, right around the corner from Broadway on a sunny September day. And when I heard him, I didn't really hear him. His words were part of the clatter, like a car horn or someone yelling for a cab. They were, you could say, just noise, the kind of nuisance New Yorkers learned to tune out. So I walked right by him as if he wasn't there. But then, just a few yards past him, I stopped. And then, and I'm still not sure why I did this, I came back. I came back and I looked at him and I realized he was just a boy. Earlier, out of the corner of my eye, I had noticed he was young. But now, looking at him, I saw that he was a child. Tiny body, sticks for arms, big round eyes. He wore a burgundy sweatshirt that was smudged and frayed and ratty burgundy sweatpants to match. He had scuffed white sneakers with untied laces and his fingernails were dirty. But his eyes were bright and there was a general sweetness about him. He was, I would soon learn, eleven years old. He stretched his palm toward me, and he asked again, Excuse me, lady, do you have any spare change? I am hungry. What I said in response may have surprised him, but it really shocked me. If you're hungry, I said, I'll take you to McDonald's and buy you lunch. Can I have a cheeseburger? he asked. Yes, I said. How about a Big Mac? That's okay, too. How about a Diet Coke? Yes, that's okay. Well, how about a thick chocolate shake and french fries? I told him he could have anything he wanted. And then I asked him if I could join him for lunch. He thought about it for a second. Sure, he finally said. We had lunch together that day at McDonald's, and after that we got together every Monday, for the next 150 Mondays. His name is Maurice, and he changed my life. Why did I stop and go back to Maurice? It is easier for me to tell you why I ignored him in the first place. I ignored him very simply because he wasn't in my schedule. You see, I am a woman whose life runs on schedules. I make appointments, I fill slots, I micromanage the clock. I bounce around from meeting to meeting, ticking things off a list. I am not merely punctual, I am 15 minutes early for any and every engagement. This is how I live. It is who I am. But some things in life do not fit neatly into a schedule. Rain, for example. On the day I met Maurice, September 1st, 1986, A huge storm swept over the city, and I awoke to darkness and hammering rain. It was Labor Day weekend, and the summer was slipping away, but I had tickets to the U.S. Open tennis tournament that afternoon, box seats, three rows from center court. I wasn't a big tennis fan, but I loved having such great seats. To me, the tickets were tangible evidence of how successful I'd become. In 1986, I was 35 years old and an advertising sales executive for USA Today, and I was very good at what I did, which was building relationships through sheer force of personality. Maybe I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be in my life, 
After all, I was still single, and another summer had come and gone without me finding that someone special. But by any standard, I was doing pretty well. Taking clients to the open and sitting courtside for free was just another measure of how far this girl from a working-class Long Island town had come. But then the rains washed out the day, and by noon the open had been postponed. I puttered around my apartment, tidied up a bit, made some calls, and read the paper until the rain finally let up in mid-afternoon. I grabbed a sweater and dashed out for a walk. I may not have had a destination, but I had a definite purpose, to enjoy the fall chill in the air and the peaking sun on my face, to get a little exercise, to say goodbye to summer. Stopping was never part of the plan. And so, when Maurice spoke to me, I just kept going. Another thing to remember is that this was not...